Yo, what up everybody out there in podcast land, out there in <coughs> social media land. Wow, I'm unprepared. But <coughs> it doesn't mean that we're not going to kick this episode off. I've been bit very busy the last couple weeks and haven't had a chance to get up any new podcast, but here I am. So you know what time it is. It's, uh, I don't know actually what time it is on, uh, on, well, it says 11.50, but it's Saturday. I think it's the 18th. You know what it is. It's your boy. The D is silent. Uh, follow me, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm too lazy to fucking put... The link in the description. Um, excuse me. Excuse me again. But it, uh, yeah, it's September 18th. Uh, and I'm like I said, I'm too busy to, too lazy to put the fucking uh, link in the description to follow me. But I mean, it's relatively the same. You can find me. The D is silent. As I get a drink of water there. Wow. So, right now, we are about a week post the 20th anniversary of September 11th. Um, you know, and, and I, and I, you know, there's been so many. Uh, videos, you know, you just type in WTC on YouTube and, you know, I kind of trying to find a good, trying to get a, find a good video to watch. Uh. You know, as I'm doing this episode, I'm, I'm currently scrolling Netflix or uh, YouTube, so. Let me see if uh, if I can find a good video that's long enough. That way I don't have to uh, that way I don't have to fucking scroll through a shitload of YouTube videos. But okay, so with this this episode we're gonna do about September eleventh. Like I said, it's post it's post twenty years later. And what do we know? What what has happened since? It's time to reflect on a very crazy um, twenty years it has been, and how far we've gone, and what the fuck is going on still. <clears throat> and uh, you know, maybe I'm not gonna find it. Maybe I'm not going to find it on YouTube. The United States government has done a phenomenal job at scrubbing what they want off of the tube, which is, you know, it, it took me a while to dig through the myriad of videos that are there. And it's, uh... <clears throat> It's rather fucking alarming on my end that you can no longer really find the good conspiracy theories that, you know, were around. Like, they've all disappeared. I don't know if they've hidden the videos. YouTube has slowly but surely took them down. I don't know if... You know, people are just not interested and they don't come up. But you all, you see, if you type in World Trade Center or September 11th or this Saturday or the other thing, you get the same stock videos on YouTube. It's like the same fucking, like, 30 or 40 videos. It's not really a, like, before there was just a whole myriad, a whole... 
fucking, you know, a whole shebang of, you know, videos out there from everything from conspiracy theories to explosions. And, and now that's no longer there. And and as I was digging around, because I was trying to tell my girlfriend now that we've been to New York. I've been to New York personally. I am also in <clears throat> construction and demolition. You know, that's what I do for a living is I, I'm a contractor. I specialize in swimming pool construction and actually backyard backyard makeovers and anything to do with the backyard pretty much you know demoing out footings walls old swimming pools concrete um i I dig footings um well aware of you know masonry blocks and also structural engineering I'm well versed. I mean, I'm not like, and, and no, by no means of the of the stretch am I a, um, am I a, I'm not the top expert in demolitions. I'm not, you know, I, you're not gonna call the nobody's gonna call on me to figure out how to demolish a, a skyscraper or how to demolish a, you know. A, a, the London Bridge or the Brooklyn Bridge or or the or the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm not. That's not my fortune. Nor nor do I dig massive tunnels under the earth. No, but I am fairly certain of that. I'm capable enough to understand uh, things of the nature such as footings, uh, reinforcing steel. Um rebar and so on and so forth and just having been to new york and understanding the challenges that posed um anything to destroy a a skyscraper of that magnitude especially that the whole thing is you know the the buildings the the world trade center it does not do you justice Seeing it on TV, seeing the massive size and scope of said buildings. They put back the World Trade Center one, which I've gone up because I was like, well, I just wanted to be in that giant. Like, I try to put myself in that position, like, when I went there to see, like, wow, this is, like, the 80th floor, the 81st or 83rd floor, 85th floor. I forgot what, where they have the bar and the whole area you could walk up on there um, and just look to see about you're about the height of where the planes hit um and you're like wow like it's really high up in the air that's the first and foremost thing if you've ever gone to new york and you've ever been sightseeing on the on the um, empire state building i'm assuming and i didn't know this but i guess you could get to the rooftop of the World Trade Center up to the top. I know there's... I don't know if they let people... I'm going to have to dig into that information a little bit more. But I do know on the Empire State Building, you're allowed to get out onto the deck. And there's there's other places in New York to do that. I think there's... um, I don't know what the Chrysler Building, but the uh, one where the Rockefeller Center is, uh, you can get up there... Uh, Top of the Rock is what I think it's called, but I'm not sure which building is there. There's one, I think, in where it's got the point in the see-through floor now. So there's several buildings in New York, and I'm assuming the World Trade was part of that, you know, group of buildings that allow you to go take a tour and just be up there. I mean, the, the views are fantastic. I mean... New York City, the the view of New York City from the air from an aerial perspective is everything you see in a movie, everything you'd imagine, and it's just the it boggles the mind. To you look down and it looks like ants are walking around, or crawling around like little roly polies, 
that's how far down below the cars and people are. That it looks just like a trail of ants or like a roly-poly running around. And, you know, and you're like, you know, you don't get the full, you can't grasp what actually happened unless you've been there. And like I have now, I've gone up to the Empire State Building, I've gone up to the World Trade multiple times now. And to understand a concrete reinforcing steel building should not have fallen. And, and I know a lot of people, they've, this pancake theory is just, does not hold up. Um, I'm like anybody else. I'm a good conspiracy theorist. But after watching so many videos and just knowing what I know personally, you know, I I got to say, you know, the <clears throat> planes did not bring down the building, nor did jet fuel, because I, I could eliminate the jet fuel burning the core of the building and whatnot, just by a, like three simple facts. First and foremost, the planes hit and supposedly the fuel dropped all the way down and people initially were caught on fire in the elevator shafts and so on and so forth. Okay, we understand that. However, there is no scenario in which the jet fuel goes from the top of the floor, dripping down and dripping down into the, to a sense that, um, it's not on fire at that point, and it's not on because if you if you've ever done any backyard barbecues and you've ever tried to douse the firewood with gas, and you know it explodes, you know it, uh, you know that it just fucking it's a it's a fucking explosion. Now. I understand, and you got to understand with me as well, that obviously so much fuel doesn't just combust at one point. Obviously, there's some leakage. However, to leak from the top of the buildings all the way down to the, to the bottom core, the footings, the basements, and I understand the jet fuels were full of fuel, but I got to say, you could just see between the fireballs and what happened in the buildings that most of it was deliberately gone upon initial impact. I, I, maybe a couple hundred gallons, maybe even even say a thousand gallons of fuel went and made its way down to the basement. Um, but at which point you would assume it would have been on fire, it would have already been burning off. Uh, there wasn't like the whole bottom of the... Trade Center was full of fuel because, and there's, and that's also part of the reason people were going up and down the Trade Center. Firefighters went. There's reports of multiple reports of firefighters reaching the seventieth floor, the eightieth floor. Uh, people surviving that were on the eighty sixth floor, the eighty second floor, seventieth floor, that made it down, and were not engulfed in such intense heat from the fire going all the way from the top down that they could not walk physically walk out of there. It's not like the entire building was trapped. Um, so there was ways up and down. And the, and the planes hit more or less dead center of the building. More or less. I mean, there's no... They didn't clip it. And then the fuel, all of it went to the bottom. No, the uh, it, the they clipped... These buildings were clipped in the middle. So that's your that's your couple indications that people were able to go up and down. The, the flames were not so intense that um, evacuation was not possible. The second thing, there was multiple, there was multiple people at floor level. You would assume that the ground would have been set on fire had these fires been burning at 2,000 degrees or whatever, however many degrees. 
your feet would not have... There's people... The firefighters had set up stations inside the trade towers to try to keep people out. Um, and again, it wasn't the flames were not so intense as to create a scenario which the foundation ultimately fails. Um, because you need the foundation to fail in order for the whole building to collapse. Um, I, I, I deal with, you know... Demolishing walls, demolishing buildings, uh, day, day, almost day in and day out. Uh, you can't just pull a wall up and out of the ground because the footings, uh, and, and I got to say, here in California specifically, we, we probably overkill how much concrete and how much rebar you need to withstand earthquakes. Uh, and these are earthquakes. These are something that is beyond what a plane can do or beyond what a, even a bomb can do uh, because that's a singular event. An earthquake is a bomb going up repeatedly for a minute. You know, and it's designed, the earthquakes are designed, and we've designed buildings to withstand earthquakes and you got to assume that if you were designing a skyscraper that, you know, you would assume that they had even more precaution when they were building these footings. They had even more still, more high-intense concrete. This is concrete that doesn't just fade and, and crumble down after 100 years. This is not concrete that doesn't... Um, you know, doesn't crap out due to a little flooding or doesn't crap out due to, you know, um, ice or, or even fire. It's probably fire resistant. Fires are common in any building, you know, this is, th these buildings are designed are designed to, you know, withstand these extremes. It's designed to, you know, like I said, it's, you could have flooded the building with water for a year. You know, a tsunami could have hit the fucking building. I think the building would have still standed. Uh, it's designed, as multiple people have to say, it's designed to withstand hurricane force winds. Uh, something, and that's a big clue too, that the whole building as a whole, not just one section of it, was designed to withstand that hurricane force winds across the entire face, four faces of the structure, pounding at wind gusts of three, four, five, and it's a constant gust, not a, uh, a singular gust. You know, this is... These are buildings are designed to not, they're designed to not ever come down under any circumstance, under any, even a bomb, you know, going off. These, these buildings are designed to withstand that. And when I mean they're designed to withstand that, I mean... I just took out a wall the other day at a at a homeowner's backyard, and he had footings in his wall that were roughly four feet by four feet, with probably uh, four or five rebars running along the the length, and also cross rebars going up through the wall. Uh, And that wall had been there 20 years. And it not at no point did the wall just... The footing just does not crumble. Especially it's surrounded in dirt. You know, the wall was not designed to crumble. And it did, for all intents and purposes, it didn't crumble. Uh, when I took it out, uh, it took me a while to take the wall out. And uh, I hit it with uh, my bobcat and my... My breaker hammer that uh, 
that I have. And I just know, I know personally that these, these structures are not meant. And, you know, you, and you got to look to, I mean, at the Oklahoma City bombing. Let's take the Oklahoma City bomb. It's a different bomb, different set of scenario, but they blew off half the building. And the other half still did not collapse over. Um, with all that they put into those bombs, the Oklahoma City bomb is still withstanding. The building the other day in Florida that went down due to structural failure, half the building still failed, still stood. Um, and then the way they fall to, they lean. They lean. Uh, everybody knows now after how buildings, especially if you even looked into it, how buildings fall down when they're deliberately demolished. The World Trade Center fits that description at the same time it doesn't, but it does definitely fit the description. Um, and after years of researchers, after years of just watching conspiracy theories, after years of putting together all my pieces of what I ultimately found out to be the truth for my end, um, and, and you can... Debate your mother about it. You fifty years from now, when nobody even knows about nine eleven and you know the trade towers, and it's only on it's only videos that they show, like they do Pearl Harbor, you know. And and after so much time has passed, and the the United States will never give up the the what really happened. Uh, they've already made the official story. Bush will live and die with that official story. Um. With that official, in parentheses, story. But you got to take into consideration that we live... First and foremost, we live now in a society where information is easily obtained through your fingertips. Uh, this is no longer the Pearl Harbor days. The post-internet days. This is no... Almost... Uh, our pre-internet days or pre-radio days, pre, you know, this is most of the, most of the events in the past, for instance, the world wars and in Vietnam were pre-internet, what the government told you, what governments told you around the world, what people told you is pretty much the truth. Especially if it's coming from a governing agency such as the United States government, uh, the German government, the British government, um, the Mexican government, can the Canadian government. If you lived in the 30s and you lived in Germany, the German government told you that you were surrounded and there was no living room, Lebensraum, and you believed it. Because that's just what they told you. They told you you your economic troubles were based off of what was going on and everybody was... And you took that as truth. That there was no, hey, things are going on over here differently. Why are you doing this? It's not, the information was not readily available to the normal person. You got to imagine most of those days people were just waking up they had their wife and child, and there probably was school. There was probably work was like really shaky. Their livelihoods were on shaky. And the, here's the government saying, you know what? It's because there's a lot of Jewish people or there's a lot of this going on or these are your problems. And that's exactly how World War Two ended up cropping up. A lot of people were just like, okay, well, that's what's that made sense to them. They didn't even question. There was nowhere to question it. The populace in mass was told that and they just, you know, okay. It wasn't, you know, the history books are kind of skewed in the sense where they say that 
you know, the French Revolution, the Dark Ages, and this and that. But that's what was written at the tippy top of the food chain. That is what the governments ultimately told. On foot level, at street level, most people in most countries are not politicized in a in a sense that just like here in the states mo- there isn't when people go and protest or or riot or march through the streets a million people is a crazy number to demonstrate a million people is an out of control absurd number to be like wow they're they're demonstrating a million people showed up when in reality, most of the times it's 10,000, it's 5,000, it's 50,000. A crowd of 100,000 is crazy, you know. And and they don't, and it's not enough to cause the change. Um, the media here plays into it that they, oh, look, there's a lot of writing going on. For instance, what happened a couple of years ago with the post. Um, George Floyd murders and they rioted, but it was only, it would be hard pressed to say it was anything more than 20, 30,000 people in any one given area. Uh, it was not millions of people like the media portrayed that it was going on, and especially as, you know, MAGA Twitter and MAGA uh, news outlets like Fox were saying that everybody was unrest and all, every black person was just out to ride and loot, and that's not the case. Never was, and never has been. Um, much like the in the past, in the French Revolution, in those areas, when history says that people were wanted change, yeah, a few people wanted change, not all. Most of the people are just if change happened, they just went with it. Um, because what else are you going to do? They just want to go about living their life. And be most most people just want to be left alone. They want to live their life. They want to eat. They want to work. They want to come home to their wives and kids and, and die eventually. And that's pretty much what they want. Most people do not want to get up in arms and have to fight and do all this stuff. And, you know, and carry about like that. They just don't. So... What that means is, even here in the States, when September 11th happened, uh, everything was quickly, it was quickly done. They already knew who did it, supposedly. They already knew what had happened. Within days, an official story more or less morphed into existence that Al-Qaeda, led by Osama bin Laden, hijacked four planes hit the Pentagon, hit both towers, whatever happened in Shanksville. That I don't even I can't even explain it because there is no plane crash there. So I don't they made, they said they jacked, hijacked the fourth plane. Whatever. They said they downed it. Um you can look at multiple angles of it. I don't you don't see not one piece of debris anywhere. Uh especially any luggage, wings, uh engines, nothing is showing. Whatever. Uh, And that Al-Qaeda terrorists, again, led by Osama bin Laden, were able to hit three or four targets on September the 11th and orchestrated the most, one of the most elaborate attacks on any country ever. And and got and and accomplished it, and that's what you're led to believe. That is what most of the populace believes. That is what the United States government wants to believe, and that's what basically everybody believes. Now, when I go back to saying that, that's not exactly what happened. That, that is not what happened. Um, I have gotten in trouble multiple times throughout the years, and I've. When I first heard it broke down this way, that caveman, 
led by Osama bin Laden with nothing more than weapons, leftover weapons from the 80s when we were helping them in the 90s, or maybe it was the early 90s. Uh, Afghanistan in complete ruins, the country in complete ruins. At the time, the Soviets left initially. Um, Osama bin Laden gathered up with aid of the Taliban. Gathered up enough resources, money. Devised the greatest plan. All the meanwhile, having no... I mean, this is all done on paper. It's done on thoughts. It's done on phone calls. It's done on... Uh, the paper trail is non-existent, kind of. The the idea is non-existent. I mean, they they've uh, since the the attacks on September 11th, a lot of people have said that they've these terror cells have um, you know they foiled plans of these terror cells, and you want to know why they foiled plans of terror cells because he's it's very hard to even do anything terrorist wise anywhere especially in those days especially the United States government was monitoring everybody everywhere (coughs) if you believe like I did they've been monitoring people for 50, 60, 70 years I think our civil liberties have been abused Far a lot, a lot, a lot longer and farther than most people really take into consideration. Um, and that's not, a, and I understand the point of doing it is to prevent things like that from happening. But if you know, like I know, and you've heard this, you probably heard this if you're the United States government and the military and so on. They have technology that is 10 to 15 to 20 years beyond what the normal person gets to use. I mean, they had the internet before this. They knew what was going on. Red flags were... Dry- As a matter of fact, the multitude of reports that the United States government was already monitoring them knew what they were doing, yet somehow failed to stop anything. Um... Leads me to believe ultimately in the the simple conclusion that this plan was not hatched and not orchestrated by cavemen in Afghanistan under the leadership of Osama bin Laden. He probably had the idea. Uh, he probably even was like, well, what's if we, let's put people over there and see if, how far we can get. Well, Put you in a house, we'll rent something, and you know, just get get over. Maybe they'll get maybe they'll get one plane. That, I think that ultimately was the goal. I think there's criminal elements not only in our government but probably in foreign governments, and and they probably were in cahoots with each other on, on doing all this. Um, not sure which part of the United States government is totally responsible. Um, I know Bush gets a lot of blame, and he rightfully does too. Um, you know, Republicans now, you know, have a lot of distaste for a lot of races. You know, they're, they're they're probably the party of racism, but that has long, that has long been the standing motive of Republicans in general, especially, you know, going back to Martin Luther King days, uh, segregation, you know, people really forget that this country was segregated and racism was in high stride not even 50, 60 years ago. Um, and the Democrats were on 
the front lines of trying to change that during the Martin Luther King's days, during, you know, you know, the 70s. And that's when all of that really changed, you know, the hippie culture really changed it. Uh, but you you kind of forget that the on the other side of that coin is a large percentage of the United States, an extremely large portion of the United States that was high key. Okay, we're not going to lynch you or we're not going to... Um, refuse service to you but we just don't want anything to do with you just you guys stay over there in your state and don't bother us over here in this place this is a white town we just there's just segregation it's just like you know one of those type of things and people forget that that was not that long ago and Republicans in general were they they knew what was going on they they were they were racist so it's hard to imagine that they didn't know what was going on especially with the arab communities um you know muslim communities <clears throat> but anyways as I'm trying to make a point here uh, George Bush failed to to realize the severity of it, and I, again, I don't understand that. I don't understand his logic behind it. Um, as well as most of his, um, most of his cabinet, and I'm sure they were well aware. They're probably in his ear, telling him, "Hey, there's these Arab Muslim people. They got this fucking crazy plan." Uh, or maybe they didn't tell him. Maybe they. They kind of were like, well, I'm just, you know, if it happens, it happens. Get him off his ass. You know, so that would mean the, a step or two below him was more responsible. But ultimately, Bush was responsible. And again, like I said, Republicans are the party of racism and the racist mentality. And you can't tell me that they were not eyeballing with all serious intent uh, how to stamp out any group like that poses a threat like that, like the Black Panther or... Or the the Mexican mafia or Muslim terrorists. So that's that's a, a big shining. It's a big red fucking bulletin board esque thing right there. Like okay, well they they knew they knew what was going on. A lot of the American government knew what was going on. Um, and th- like I said, throughout the years, I've I've changed. I've gone back and forth on whether or not it was a complete inside job, whether or not we were actually attacked, whether or not, you know. The 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 whole thing is as you watch. Okay, so I'm back with my September 11th overview. So as I said, um, I stumbled around a lot of. Internet documentaries, and the one that one of the ones that really stands out is Dimitri's Nuclear World Trade Center demolition, um, and more specifically, the part about how the buildings fell, uh, and it's explained in detail. He explains also Building Seven, which a lot of the internet's um, tee off as one of the main themes. But there's a multitude of reasons, a multitude of factors that went into the official story that is told that the pancake theory, the jet fuel heated the metal sufficiently enough to collapse the buildings and subsequently pancake down on top of each other all the way to the basement, leaving behind nothing. Which we know is a false. Everybody knows that's a false a falsity, and the fact that it's not even questioned, the fact that you can't question it without people saying you're a kook or an Alex Jones type of person, or you know, it it would have been one thing if they said that and they came out and said, hey, you know what? There was a nuclear, uh, a dirty bomb, a dirty nuke, that was planted in the building prior to and then went off. You know, how they offer that up as a conclusion, most of the people you would have assumed would have believed it. But the fact that they never revised, uh, the September 11th committee never revised 
the official statements and never revised what actually happened. Just it all just points to that like there's some gross inaccuracies in what had happened and what's being told. And and again, I I gotta say that the nuclear demolition and the cavity of you know that was left in the free falling speed that the buildings fell, and also the. Um, the dust and the heat that was produced under the trade towers literally weeks later, you know, um, and the illnesses that were, you know, brought about from firefighters that are consistent with radiation poisoning uh, and the different cancers that have propped up since then. You know, and the and the official, well, the dust, the, the dust, the dust. But there was many people that got exposed to that dust and didn't uh, come down with some of these different elements. And the fact that the people that were there just ended up dying, they cannot, you cannot go back and... That the old saying, dead men tell no tells, well, it's true. I mean, how could you testify that you got some fucked up form of cancer that killed you if you're dead? You know, especially the, especially if they're writing it off as, okay, well, the dust, inhaling the dust caused it, and that's what it's just officially what it was, you know, that was the main reason. Um, and that's just not the case because there's a lot of demolition people and a lot of fields that breathe in the same dust literally every day. Aside from the fact that maybe it doesn't have human remains or... You know, perhaps, you know, I can't think of any other factor. If you're in the demolition industry like myself and your whole goal is to demolish buildings and you're sitting in the rubble day in and day, 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 in and day out breathing in the fumes. Uh, I don't know what other, f- I mean, they just, they're saying it's the ink, the paper, the, the trash bags, uh the tables that were burning. I don't know. Like they were trying to say that all of that combined is what, but it's no different than any other. The trade towers are no different than any other demolition zone. Obviously it wasn't cleared out of everything, but you know, there was grout, pipes, copper elements, you know, all of that more for the most part is in most normal demolition uh, avenues. And you just don't get the same things that happened there, happened at the World Trade Center, and the, and in the explicitly in the in the short amount of time that it took place, you know, there wasn't like the demolition teams were there and the firefighters were there for years. They were there for brief amounts of time, and uh, you know, obviously, it did you know the damage no matter what. You know, so, you know, go, going back and forth, ultimately, I think the Cold War never really rent, never really ended with Russia. Uh, I believe the Russians manipulated both the United States. And actually, and now that I look, I think a long, a long since has been known that Vladimir Putin has been fucking with the United States, and I don't doubt that he wasn't he wasn't behind it. He like he orchestrated it. the The Russians are are our long standing enemy, and I think going forward to this day, they know what they did, uh, and they kind of they played off of and it's it's such deep. Uh, shadow games that are going on between <clears throat> between Russia and the United States that they were able to because when Dimitri said that three Russian nukes were stolen and then all the intelligence gathered that three targets were hit the trade towers and the Pentagon and the fourth one was just the kind of a shadow um, 
I think that was a cover up of what it had actually hit. As I only think one or two planes were actually ever used, but there was four targets that were that were made. I think that was just to cover the fact of the people on the planes and and the things that were happening on the planes. But there's a lot of shadow games going on, and I think ultimately Russia outmaneuvered us. And and actually, and and Osama bin Laden. You know, there's a there's a the outstanding fact that George Bush didn't get Osama bin Laden. As a matter of fact, when they they had him a couple of times, and they didn't send everybody, they didn't send all the men, women, and children, uh, the whole might of the United States military to go get him. They didn't. They they had him cornered a couple of times under the Bush administration. Uh, and they didn't get him. So it kind of leads you to believe, like, well, you know, what the fuck? And I, and actually, I think the United States just wanted, now that I think about it, uh, it probably was a launching pad in that area of the world to show that, okay, we were there militarily-wise against Russia, uh, and you know, and then we 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 went into Iraq and did there. And when you when you look back on it, you know, like I said, you look back on it. Twenty years ago, that happened. We were in Afghanistan for twenty years. We just recently pulled out, just days before September the eleventh, and um, the Taliban still exist. You would think after twenty years we would have obliterated them. Um. But there's no obliteration to be found. As a matter of fact, their numbers seemingly increased. And I remember a report coming out during the Trump administration of uh, Russians doing a pay for a pay for killing, I think, of United States soldiers. Um... So they were backhanding money to the Taliban as well. And for all intents and purposes, they're still there. The Russians never left. They didn't evacuate Kabul. And there they are again. But, you know, ultimately, the Taliban and Al-Qaeda and those... And now that they know they can strike at the heart of the United States government... And 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 at its, in within its borders, I would be hard pressed to believe that their sights are not also set on the British and the Russians, more specifically the Russians, because the Russians have invaded them in the past, not to the extent that the British have, and the Russians are going to remain there. Uh, much like the United States remained in Kuwait and so on. So I think eventually we might ultimately fund uh, and perpetrate somewhere a mass attack on Russia within the next decade or two. Um, you know, and I, and I kind of think Russia's probably behind it. Uh, everything you know, including the 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 cyber attack that took place during the the Trump era presidency before he was elected, which is well known that the Russians uh bought a shitload of false advertisement uh, misinformation and put it out there to wreak havoc on the election. And I think it was also warranted and wanted by the Trump administration, which I, in the Trump, you know, cabinet. I'm not exactly sure why. Um, and he tried cozying up to him, and that just it didn't even it didn't even work. Um, and it's just so fascinating to me because these are heavyweight decisions of deep shadow. Uh, that is going on. The cold, the, to me, the cold war has never really ended. 
the the names have changed. The players have changed. The you know the adversaries have not changed though. And I think the events of September 11th have led the United States to a more fascist state. And ultimately, they're trying to cripple the United States. But the United, the United States is... Um, it's a very interesting mix of ideologies and, and freedoms and non-freedoms. Like, you're free to do literally... Anything you want to do under the pretense that you don't really speak out against the government. Um, not that we're silenced to the extent of, you know, Russia or China or North Korea, but we are pretty much manipulated in the way that nobody, re- if you even speak out, if you look at Colin Kaepernick. In his protest of the national anthem, that was almost seen as treason, and they wanted him gone. And he still to this day remains unemployed from the NFL. And I do believe that uh, he more or less could have been in the NFL uh, after San Francisco let him go. But those are those are heavyweight moves uh, coming from the top, putting a lot of pressure financially. Everybody is part of the financial machine and when you start pulling the finances away from people sponsors will obviously a form of a form of censorship takes place a financial censorship uh, which is what something that Trump learned that the pendulum swings both ways they can pull his finances out into the open and pull his sponsorships out and and that's what that's what America is America is the most capitalistic nation in the whole world and, but the economic slavery that exists the economic burden that you don't really have freedom unless you're economically free is what I'm trying to say um and if you step out of line and your finances go down the drain, well, guess what? Then that's how the government shuts you up and shuts you down. It's very interesting just to even think that, okay, you know, and as we creep into a more digital age where our money is just Google Pay, Apple Pay, you know, and more of a cashless society. You know, and that's speaking into other, but I mean, it's really crazy to see that they could just lock you out of all your funds. And then what do you do? You don't do anything. Um, But going back to it, I think, you know, ultimately the the Cold War never really ended between the United States and America. But I'm not exactly sure if there's also criminal elements, like I said, perpetrated by members of the United States government who thought, okay, well, we'll let what's going to happen happen. Like I said, I don't know how much Bush knew, but I'm pretty sure, um, again, like I said, the the Republicans are the party of racism. And there was no way that they were not monitoring these wild, fanatical, um, just like they're monitoring the fanatical problems that are going on in South America with like... Uh, you know that you know down there in um Venezuela and they already know they know they they've got tabs on everybody they know what's going on in North Korea North Korea has been a problem for so many times for so long they know what's going on in uh you know all the stands country Kyrgyzstan uh Pakistan all of them they know what's going on in Libya and we've had problems over there with uh Gaddafi in the past, but we've known we've known these hotbed areas, and we know we we also keep our our friends even closer. We know what's going on in Germany. Uh, the United States intelligence 
is probably the most funded intelligence organization in the world. We know what's going on. And that's this has been the case long before September 11th. Uh, this goes back to... All the way, all the way back to probably World War One, World War Two. Um, that's when, to me, the birth of the American information trading and information consumption really started. Um, and and the key thing being that once the United States knew that they could get into a war. And win it. Uh, that's kind of when they were like, okay, that's when they became, that's when we became top dogs in the world, in a sense. I don't know if we're no, I don't, we're still among the top five countries in the world. But I kind of figure that Japan is ahead of us technologically by far, uh, and also perhaps even economically. And also on the stance of that they're also they're a high powered nation with fewer problems. You see, they they somehow got got it in such a way that they're the neighboring countries, China and North Korea, are not direct. That all the hatred comes to America. Japan is kind of an afterthought and they're the great deceptors of of that kind of a thing. I I don't know if that's because they culturally they decided to blank out the media, the oversaturation of American goods to said countries or just globally or how they how they cuz Japan is one of the most Technology, like I said, one of the most techn- one of the most technological countries in the whole world, probably the the world's leading technological countries, and I'm not exactly sure how they've managed to keep their reputation on the low. You know what I mean? America's more in your face. Eat our burgers. Listen to our music. Look at our art. Red, white, and blue. Uh, superpower this we could win the wars and, and Japan has remained relatively unarrogant about their whole status in the world and we're no longer I don't think we're no longer the top military in the world either I think that's long since been known that the Israeli Air Force is the number one Air Force in the world and we have not come close to touching them since um we definitely don't have the best healthcare system so i mean but we're still we're still up there so i'm kind of wondering you know how in a purely intelligence wise and our massive consumption of intelligence that we don't know. We have no idea. It, it just it boggles the mind. I said. The intelligence was there. For September 11th. It's been there pre and post. And. You know. As we creep on. Way past it. Past September 11th. 20 years later. I mean just looking back on the things that happened. We have now pulled out. Like I said. Let me touch back on this. We have now pulled out of. Afghanistan, and we have left the area for good. Well, I don't know about for good, but we've left the area. Kind of wondering what's going to happen in the next 20 years, but I think a major attack probably will happen on Russia. A physical attack. Uh, but that could possibly spark off World War Three. I'm not really sure um, what's going to happen in the future. I don't really know if you know, I don't really know if physical war is going to be that much of a thing anymore. More so as I think we can topple and cripple a country technologically wise. I think we can manipulate. 
I think the the United States got has to, as a country, look at what happened and how the Russians deliberately sabotage some of our shit and retool it, repackage it, and send them packing again. Uh, and having some of our deep cover agents, you know, orchestrate a plan that is so crazy. And so effective that it it comes to light. And I don't really know how we're going to do it. But I think we should. I think uh, in order for the United States to maintain its dominance. We're going to have to do something spectacular to where the people around the world are going to say. You know what? America is the best country to live in. Because this doesn't happen or that's not going on there. And that's probably one of the best things that happened uh is that the world wars have not happened here we haven't had no major uh foreign war take place here um but that's not to say that it's never happened i've often thought about a world war happening here and where the optimal place to land is and there is no optimal place aside from possibly coming up through either Mexico or Canada uh, and we have long since bastardized Mexico um, so I don't really know you know how that's going to shake out long term wise but we'll see um, yeah I I, I I not I I was wholeheartedly believed in the beginning that nine eleven was an inside job, but I'm no longer necessarily believe that. But I do believe there's there definitely is three criminal elements involved in it all. One is the United States government is somewhat at to blame for nine eleven, not totally, but somewhat. You have what I believe is the Russians. Uh, prob they're probably the most at. Uh, they're most to blame for everything. And then you have a little bit of probably just a little bit of the Afghani and the Al Qaeda plan planning is probably a little bit uh they pro- probably all three led to what happened. It was a failure of all three. And you know, ultimately what happened happened and Thousands of lives were lost, you know, in one single day, you know, and to be honest, I mean, yeah, that's where I stand now to just, I, I, the, I know that the World Trade Center were not brought down by planes. Um, I think somewhere back in a bunker, Bush and Cheney had to make a decision to drop the buildings in avert a nuclear catastrophe on American soil. Uh, I don't believe that there was nukes up there, but I mean, they had to do what they had. Something had to been done. It had to be done. Like, but the fact that the fact still remains that they, that all of this was going on in the United States and everybody knew there is some information somewhere that was ignored and, or ultimately just not, properly handled because you don't beat NORAD you don't beat some of these other agencies I I can't put my I can't pinpoint my finger as to who or what department uh, blocked another department from investigating what or the FBI and the CIA and the department you know the Pentagon Um, and they're all you know it's really hard to believe that you know, Afghanistan and Al-Qaeda fucking ultimately enacted the greatest attack plan against the United States in well over, and it's in existence, because like, this was far worse than than Pearl Harbor, you know, and I just, and, and Pearl Harbor was a whole military acting out against us, not just a little group of people. And 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 I just you know so that's where I, that's where I'm at. I just wanted to talk on September 11th because I just wanted to, 
I always love a good conspiracy theory, especially when it has to do with aliens and cover-ups of Roswell and things of the nature. And to me, it's just like, wow, that's so fascinating. But September 11th also provides its own. And throughout the years, I've gone back and forth with it. Um, like I said, there's three, there's probably three factors. And they all, they all teed off at the same time and it led up to the perfect, you know, the perfect storm, the perfect scenario. And uh, that's just what it is. So I'll get this one up posted here and then we'll get up. Uh, I'll get another one up maybe today or tomorrow. So catch you guys on the next one. Laters.